All right, guys, here we are. Welcome to the podcast, Ebony Republicans. Good Lord, how about those frogs? We escaped on thin ice. 11 and 0, coming to you live, Jesus Christ, from that good old campus. We're in Fort Worth right now. We left Waco, which seemed to be colder than any place in Texas last night. And we got on the road, headed back this way. For some reason, I just kept seeing purple lights and everything. Guys, that game was such a nail-biter. And hats off to Baylor. I mean, what a game. And I called it correctly. I thought Texas, the Longhorns. And Baylor would give us the hardest run for our money just because in their heart, they want to beat us really, really, really bad. It's personal. But it felt really, really good. And I enjoyed every minute of that game. Guys, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. There's a lot of negativity going on in our country. Every time I turn around, my stomach is in knots. Now they're hiring a special prosecutor for President Trump. God, does it ever end. Guys, how about that game last night? It was phenomenal, ferocious, fantastic. Oh, my God. Three seconds left. We make the kick and win the freaking game. I knew we were going to tie it up. I said, okay, it's kind of like having a few minutes on the clock playing basketball. And all you need is a two-pointer to tie it up, and the guy goes for a freaking three-pointer. And that's exactly what the hell they went for and won the game. Goddamn Dykes, Sonny Dykes. I wanted to kiss that guy in his goddamn lips. He's a freaking guy. I love that guy. Guys, so we're on the campus right now. And at some point, we're going to actually set up a formal background with all kinds of green, the green room, with all kinds of TCU stuff. This is where we're going to stay. We're going to stay here. We're going to talk about this team. We're going to the, the to, to the Final Four. We're going to go undefeated. I talked to, I was at the game for Tech. I told those guys it was not personal. I told my Longhorns, it's not personal. You're just in the way, and we have to knock you down. Because we have something we got to do. This purple is personal. It means something for the state. Obviously Fort Worth. But for the country. It means a lot. That game was amazing. We took back the house. And the gavel is ours now. Black women are very nervous. Because they've been using her as a mascot. To control the black community. Slap down the black male, make sure he's not able or capable of participation and swinging the votes any which way since they've been raising us uh, without our fathers for the last four decades. You know, that was the idea. And I've been hearing reports, black Republicans, we're, we're moving out, we're packing up from the Democrats. We're getting away from the black woman narrative and a powerful, matriotic black woman thingy, whatever they got going on. We out of there. Guys... So they kicked it off with an investigation of 
Joe's son, you know, the one that's on drugs. What is it, uh, Hunter? Yeah. I didn't get to see what's on that laptop, but I know from personal um, social networks, good Lord, they got so many things, and they even send the copies of it to the FBI and CIA, uh, excuse me, FBI and local law enforcement, so they know what's on there. Merrick Garland knows what's on that laptop. And so they're playing chicken with us at this time. They want Trump out so bad they would be willing to sacrifice Biden because he's going to have to step down. If they don't stop, we're going to display and show you the underage sex and everything else that's on that uh, laptop. But I'm not going to be the one to talk about it or say anything like that. The, it's in the hands of the House. We played things the right way. Um, I'm not talking about the election was stolen, any of that kind of stuff. I'm going to let those who are in place to handle that kind of stuff, the committees and everything, let them handle that. Okay? We'll be there to support, and uh, we'll take it apart after, uh, you know, we, we, we let, you know, the House handle that. We didn't snatch up the Senate the way we wanted to, but that's okay. Um, I think things happen for a reason. I believe the red wave will come now that President Trump announced his candidacy and we continue to see the hideous, weird, herpy-like negativity that is permeating in our community. The bribes from Maxine Waters and the Pelosi's. Uh, they, they, she's becoming worse than the Clintons. You know, stealing secrets and using them for her family and investments and things like that. The government is rotten to the core. And I said this before, you know, specifically with black women. They keep talking about all this equality. They want equal rights, equal this, equal opportunity, equal pay. But why don't you want an equal judicial system where women can't just walk in no goddamn courthouse and you know the court's going to go your way? See, you want equality until it doesn't work for you. It doesn't sound good. We talked about the N-word on my YouTube channel. Guys, check out my YouTube channel. Ebony Republicans, we're talking about the N-word, you know. When is it? It's okay to say the N-word as long as it can be monetized. And, you know, nigga, 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 nigga. But the moment it's not monetized and it's used to talk about why we should not, we should be using different language and not the word nigga. Oh, God, cancel him. He just said the N-word. But wait a minute. You're paying people to say the N-word. Well, but they're saying it, you know, with a, a tempo. You know, it, it, it's a beat. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a whole song. Okay, cool. Guys. This win, I think, will start to put fear around the league. Um, we're not worried about Georgia. We're not worried about Michigan. They keep acting like we are. I think one by one, we're going to knock them down, even when it comes to the national championship, national games. We are ready, locked, and loaded. No safety on our clock. I went to see some lights uh, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I behaved myself like Micheline Flynn on The Quiet Man. No hanky-pinky. I was with a fine-ass white girl with blonde hair and blue goddamn eyes. I think she weighed anywhere from 110 to maybe 125. Possibly 130. I don't think anything over that. Definitely size one. Beautiful dress size. Um, ooh, we had fun. 
we looked at lights and you know enjoyed the the Christmas decorations that was just oh my god who comes up with this stuff China most of the time but uh, it was a great light show we had great conversation um, we had great vibration vib vibration and vibranium I was about to say um, that was the substance from Black Panther when it got strong whatever I we skipped Black Panther we also went to the movies we went to the movies and um, that was really nice we saw Ticket to Paradise um, we both said we didn't want to see the Black Panther <sighs> they killed it and I'm happy she thought the same way I did um, I had so much fun um, it, guys it's just like I said whenever I'm with a white woman I feel so good. I feel like I didn't even think about any kissing or hanky panky or you know um flirting or anything. I was just literally having fun. Um and I was happy that she's so tiny. You know what I mean? She fit like right up under my arms. And I was being a little bit goofy when we were taking a picture. I picked her up. She felt like a feather for my psyche that's very positive it's like now that turned me actually on when I picked her up I was like good lord I could carry this woman if there was an emergency that was weird I want to tell you about a pair of purple panties are you guys listening purple panties Mm, sounds good, doesn't it? Just think about that. When I was a ch young kid, I peed in a bed. I grew out of it. I had seizures as well. And I remember I woke up and I was kind of late for school. And I had to walk my sister to school and then, you know, go over to my class or whatever. Mom wakes me up. And she's like, let's go, you're late. You know, take a, wash yourself off real quick because, you, you know, you peed in the bed. And I had used up all of my Fruit of the Loons. Had no Hanes. My mother went in my sister underwear drawer. And she quickly came in the room and held the underwear open and told me to step into it. I said no. My mom said yes. I said no. My mom said yes. And I put the panties on. I wore purple panties to school. Thank God no one didn't know about it. I knew about it. And over the years, I asked myself a question. I said, did it matter what I wore, even though no one couldn't see it? Did it matter that I wore woman panties? And 
there became a there came a time in my life where I kind of didn't even mind wearing women panties. They felt kind of comfortable. I didn't mind um, even kind of dressing up a little bit, if you will. Um, I was raised around nothing but girls. And I spent a lot of my time outside. So I kept a huge level of masculinity. And I never actually really... Um, allowed myself to feel broken or weird or hurt over my mom's making me put on purple panties. I'm mentioning this now because as I continue to grow and I develop, I realize that a lot of people are harboring pain and things that hurt them. And they're using things that happened in their past and in their childhood to justify where they are today. And I'm gonna tell you, I never did forget. And I thought that was feminizing of me. I thought my mom, why would she put underwear on me? And I didn't realize that my mom was not material. It was like, put this, this is just cloth. Put it on so your ding-a-ling don't be swinging everywhere. Because my nickname was Ding Ding when I was a child. It's always been pretty well off, you know. And um, as I got older, I just, I forgave my mom. I, and again, she didn't do nothing really wrong. I think everybody has a story like that or something like that or something similar. But like I said, as I've been going back to church, I've been reflecting. And even though, again, that moment, I had, I, I've, I've never shared that moment publicly until now. Or really that I peed in the bed. I think I might have said that before. But I'm ready to heal. I'm ready to have a free mind. And I think that there's so many people. See how embarrassing that was to say I put on purple panties? Dude. If I would have said that any other time growing up, because of the way the black community is structured, I could have got beat up, kicked out of any groups, made fun of for the rest of my life, maybe even contemplated suicide. To you, it might be funny. Oh, I put on perfect. At that time, it was everything. Like I, I wanted to kill myself. You know what I mean? And I look at where I am today, and I brought this up. Because I had some purple panties on yesterday. No, I didn't wear purple panties. I had purple boxers, though. But when I put them on, the wounds came back immediately. And I thought, why did I even care about that back in the day? Why did I even hold on to that? It is so trivial. No one even knew about it. But I want you to see on here how I'm coming out of my pain, my trauma. In the black community, there's so much trauma. Now that I'm older and I'm more mature, that's a funny story. I would like to tell my kids that one day. I would like to tell my wife or my girlfriend one day when I get one. 
I, I don't mind telling that to the guys. It's, it's funny. Let's have a drink. Like, why is there so much negativity in our world, in our country? Why? I mean, you can't feel that we're on the right side of history with so much negativity, especially on the left. Now, you guys know a little bit about me. I wore purple panties before. Is that so bad? Do you think less of me now? You're not going to tune into my podcast anymore? Well, I hope that's not the case. Guys, I just wanted to briefly come to you and let you know we're going to be out here in Fort Worth. We got a lot of things working, man. Um, I met a great um, person in a band today. Shout out to Adam. He's a member of TCU. He's working on his undergrad. Had a great conversation with him. Uh, we're going to remain friends and keep in contact. And uh, I'll probably see you at the game this week. Um, I really enjoyed talking with you. Very, uh, Man, we got so many things in common in this world. Black, white, and other. And I just want to help that. Guys, when we formalize, we're going to be doing interviews. Oh, God. Y'all going to be saying, oh, God. We, look. Uh, Spotify, they're going to have to give me a deal, child, because we're going to get it going. You understand me? It just took us a little bit of time, and I especially wanted to wait until this election was over. So moving into January, as the gavel, as the House come into power, you, the new Congress start, you will see a new podcast. And we will be more visuals. We're going to be more um, um, more interviews. And we're going to have uh, get our equipment out of storage, because we've just been hanging on with a wing and a prayer, just trying to talk our way through this is a very dangerous time you know we're like in a foxhole doing the podcast because it's so dangerous out there but anyway you know we love you go tcu go frogs we're here and we're broadcasting from the good old town good old state good old county good old place called fort worth and i'm in love with this place did i tell you that I'm from New York. I was born in Manhattan, and there is no place I found in the 50 states at this time that I wanted to stay and I want to live in. You can say it's uh, old and kind of rusty, kind of Western. I don't know. I kind of feel like I want a nice house here. All purple shit outside. And a beautiful goddamn wife. Good nutrition, good health, good sense of humor, forward, beautiful eyes, beautiful personality. I just want to have a nice life. You know what I'm saying? Is that too much to ask? And I got a chance when we went to the Gaylord, um, while we was walking around and talking and stuff like that, I was expressing that, like, what I want, you know what I mean? And sometimes people that we grow up with and people we know who are negative, they don't let you express. Oh, you ain't gonna be no congressman. Oh, please, what you finna write a comic? But you ain't gonna be no writer. You know, you ain't. Cause a lot of people don't see themselves doing anything and being anything. So why the hell would I see your ass doing something? You know? And it's sad that we come from so much negativity. But we have to move forward. We have to be positive. And we have to love on our brothers and sisters. Right? Kanye and Kyrie Irving. God, who knows what's going on with them. There's a lot of negativity. Are you looking at these news outlets, these fake news medias? God, they are so 
Who they got out there? Rachel Maddow. I don't know what happened to her. All of them were so negative, man. All of them. I don't even want to go through their names. Don Lemon and... What's her name? Joyce Reed. Good child. These people. Where do they hire these people? And why does it all have to be weird black women with hang-ups or gay? That's what they're hiring. Or white women with a complete abstract tie-dye wash mind. I mean, I don't know what the hell Rachel Battles be doing up there. At first, it sounded like the girl was very just, just good, good, intelligent, gives you the once-over. Then you take a good look at her, and you like, yo, imagine being around this weird-ass chick in a social gathering. I pass. More negativity, and it's interesting how they weaponize the LGBTQ corporations and everything to come against the good old American people. You see what happened to Disney after Ron DeSantis. How about Ron DeSantis in Florida? Oh, good ch Jesus Christ. Guys, what a what a deal. We ain't got not one Democrat in any public office over there. And they put in the uh, parental bill. Disney told me, uh-uh, look at these corporations. We want, we, want, we want to keep the uh, crazy mess going around telling your children about, you know, transsexual you know, operations and whatnot. Really? Okay, well, we made sure we let Disney know we we want them to sit there behind and down and stay out of affairs like this and keep on letting people see Mickey and whatnot. Guys, I just got to express to you, I don't know what's happening to me. I swear to God. I was just born in a time in this country. I've traveled from Germany to Egypt seen some great times not perfect but I think I'm falling in love man it feels weird it feels refreshing it feels cool when I say cool I mean like ice cool I don't know what's going on with me I even ask some people like is something wrong with me like why is this happening to me Why at this age and this stage of my life, out of all of the years, I've never ever dated or really considered a white girl other than maybe, you know, girls going wild or some crazy, you know, summer jam party, you know, run into a nice, you know, what we say, snow bunny. Oh, fish shizzle. You know, we're not going to turn nothing down but my collar. But that's, that's where it stopped. And I've always preached to my homeboys. Like, bro, keep it black. What are you doing? Like a black woman, melanated, and all this other kind of stuff. Then I realized melanin has nothing to do with pigment. We're all melanated. And black white women have a higher content of melanin than a lot of people think. Sometimes, in some cases, more than some black women. Well, because melanin is not, again, nothing to do with your pigment. It has to do with your free will. And your ability to have right and wrong. And it, it, it's a substance, a chemical that works within your conscious and your perceptive powers. People didn't know that. So a lot of people who are saying that they're righteous and they're on the right side, they are, a lot of them are melanated. Meaning their perceptive powers and their judgmental powers and, you know, the things that they, it takes for a human to do the right thing. What they call common sense is actually melanin. It's a substance. Anyway, 
I just want to share that with you guys. I don't know what's happening to me. I don't know what's happening to me. I just choose to close my eyes and love it. You know? I don't know what's happening to me. It's like I'm living in Hollywood right now. Like, in terms of, like, how the movies are. I saw... When we saw the movie... Nobody talked. Um, I was just George Clooney's my favorite actor, and Julia Roberts is my favorite actress. And I don't know. It felt good. It just felt good sitting there with her, and I just want to feel more of that. Just for right now, and and I don't want to talk about it and try to make sense of it i just want to just let it let's let it go let's let it feel let it do what it do let's like the river or the waterfall i'm not trying to obstruct what i feel right now and i'm not trying to make sense of it and you know just i can't right not at, not at this time um i have a lot of things to do i have a lot of things that i have to work on but i just i just feel like i gotta share this with you like Maybe some of you are going through some of something similar. I don't know. Maybe it's because of our country, our history, the social dynamic, you know. And I'm more scared than anything. And I've done apologizing. I've went on my social media because I've been so conscious and I've been so pro-black. Everything for years and years and years and years. And... I'm just in love with a feeling right now. I'm in love with a girl. I don't even know who she is. Never even met her. I know at some point we're going to get into a relationship. And I haven't even got into it yet. And it feels magical already. Not a figment of my imagination. feels so good guys it really does it's it's really like therapy for me you know with all of the negativity that's in this country it's like i want more of this feeling i want more of this new situation that i find myself in and it's strangely it's in my my heart i mean it's no jungle fever you know i I know a lot of you have to say things that society make you say, whether it's a white woman, a black man, a person of color, uh, a minority, you know, like, like this, where's this language come from? Um, some of you just want to say American, but I make no bones. I make no bones. about finding those blue eyes god they make me melt that sarcasm the bone structure the feature the, the blonde hair the eye contact the mutual heat that emits off of our bodies the chemistry the sarcasm 
all things wear off sometimes. Love and, you know, lust and whatnot. But there's some things that don't wear out. And this moment is not going to wear out. Let's go frogs. Let's go America. Let's go the house. And let's go Herschel Walker. Nobody's just sitting up there looking like no damn big ass nigga, a big ass man with just a wildebeest. Just got a big old dangling and muscles. And he played ball. He want to go up there being Congress. Listen, Herschel, people want to know you can read. And you'll be able to handle them bills and won't be just sitting up there. I'm Herschel Walker. I'm going against the other side. You know, that's not going to, you, you really, people want you to really grow into being a senator. So my suggestion to you, baby, baby Paul, brother Herschel, keep talking about policies, 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 policies. Let them talk about crazy stuff and hate and all this other kind of stuff. Just keep policies in the face of the people. And uh, let us do the rest of the work. We got you. We know there's a lot of negativity in the black community because they was bred that way. A lot of racism in the black community. A lot of hate. A lot of filth and disgusting. Uh, as I said, I won't make no bones about it. Black people are the worst terrible people on the planet at this time. And this is what happens when a community... That's what we're talking about the N-word on my YouTube. They made a nigger community. They've turned black people into niggers. And created the nigger environment with the fried chicken stores on every other corner, two or three fried chicken stores on one block, uh, where you live, uh, two liquor stores out there, three different churches for you to choose from, uh, corner stores and gas stations for you to eat out of, you know, your regular food, dollar general stores for you to do your big shopping, like, you know, family dollar and whatnot. White folks don't live like that. You know, black folks ain't got a whole food in their community. Uh... For probably for good reasons, but I mean, it's just crazy. Like, um, so we're gonna be talking a little bit more later.